I was sexually abused. I was raped. I started using drugs at the age of 15. I was molested as a child. I was an alcoholic. I tried meth for the first time at 12. I was a compulsive alcoholic. Um, I lost my kidney smoking crack. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Her Addiction Podcast. My name is Ashley Milner, and today I'm very excited because we have a very special guest, Erica Barber, who will be joining us. Erica is um, in Mary Song right now. She is a student there at Mary Song Restoration Center for Women. So she's going to be sharing um, some of her testimony and giving her perspective on what the topic will be on today. So let's start by opening in prayer. Lord Jesus, we come humbly before you right now, thanking you for this opportunity to speak the words you would have us speak. We thank you for giving us your beautiful redemption testimony. We ask that your love captivate every listener out there and just come alongside them to help and empower them wherever they are in this journey. We love you, God. Amen. Amen. So, Erica, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about your testimony with addiction, um, with drugs and alcohol, and where God brought you from? Okay. Um, I have been at Mary Song for seven months, and prior to Mary Song, I have been in and out of drug addiction since I was about 14 years old. Um, in 2010, I gave my life to the Lord um, at the Ministry of Teen Challenge and um, ended up working full-time in ministry for about seven years. Um, however, what I soon began to realize was that I did not surrender everything. Um, I was still holding on to a lot of stuff on my own and um, I was finding my security in other things. At the time, it was my position at Teen Challenge, and then I ended up meeting a man and marrying him, and my security and identity um, then became in him. And so um, when that ended is when I was left bare, and um I went back quickly to drugs because it was what was familiar to me. So um, that's when the relapse began, um, and it was a lot harder the second go-round just because um, I started a new addiction, which was gambling. So it's not only a drug addict, but also I stayed in the casinos, um, never spent time with children. I had a now a failed marriage and um and then of course the embarrassment and the shame came along with it right because you know I was walking with the Lord at one time and now back in full-blown addiction so um however um that it came to a um all that came to an end when um I just got more and more desperate as Things were just getting so rough. Um, The guy that I was with ended up committing suicide, which landed me um, committed to the state of Mississippi. And then a door opened up for me to come to Mary Song. 
and which is totally, um, I've just completely surrendered. Um, I've just given the Lord everything um, this time. Just knowing that everything is in his hands is enough security. Um, I feel like I walk in a totally different light. Um, I definitely am walking in the abundant life. He's given me strength to overcome a lot of um, tragedy and traumas in my life. And what we'll talk about um, later on, he's given me um, a supernatural strength to walk through um, that tragedy as well. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Erica, for sharing that. So we're actually going to be discussing that freedom that Erica has found and what Jesus describes as the abundant life. Now I'm going to read a portion of a blog written by Pastor Frank titled Life with Advantage. John 10.10 says that the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. What kind of life did Jesus come to give us? Of course, this life, this abundant life that Jesus purchased for us with his blood affects every part of our lives. Some may think that Christ purchased just a ticket to heaven, but not hardly. He purchased a different quality of life for us. It starts with access to him, which fills our being and the life of a God. This life is sweeter and completely satisfying, but there's even more. This resurrection life affects everything else that pertains to us. It affects our body, our relationships, and even our finances. So like Abraham, every place our foot treads begins to be affected. So when most people hear this scripture, John 10, 10, they think, okay, great. Now that I'm saved, God is going to bless me abundantly with cars, houses, a raise, or a new amazing job. And while God does bless us with all those things according to his will, that is not the definition of an abundant life. The abundant life does not mean a life free of pain and suffering. That is definitely not what Jesus meant. So the Greek word for life is zoe, which means fullness, vitality, and energy. So what's cool about it is um, right after John 10, John 11 is when Jesus raises Lazarus from the grave. And he tells more about this abundant life. He says that I am the resurrection and the life. So Jesus died to give us a resurrected life. A resurrected life is something greater. It's something more. It's a life of advantage. It's the life that Mary Magdalene was given when she was delivered from being possessed by demons. It's the life, Erica, that you and I have been given now that we've been delivered from drugs and alcohol. Yes. It's a superior position over the enemy. That's the life Jesus died to give us. And he doesn't tell us that we won't encounter pain and suffering. John 16:33 says, "In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties, 
but take heart, I've conquered the world. So when we face difficulties, which we will, he gives us a place at his feet. He gives us his promises. He comes alongside us and comforts us through those sufferings because we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. So, Erica, um, I want you to talk about um, the devastating loss you just recently encountered while in Mary's song. Will you share with the listeners what happened and how God has helped you through it? Yes. Um, So, there's really no other way to explain um, the me sitting here and being able to talk about it other than I have a comforter that comforts me. Um, yeah. I, um, so three months ago, my daughter and her boyfriend were tragically killed in a car accident. And um, you would think in the natural that this would have been something that would have taken me out. Yeah. Especially considering that I have a history of drug addiction. Um, if anything would be an excuse to go back, this would be it. And however, I was, um, I've been at Mary song. I've been surrounded by the glory of God and, um, he has met me in that place. Um, I like how Ashley, you mentioned earlier that we have a superior, posture over the enemy yes and that's how I feel um in this state and what's going on in my life right now I feel like the enemy has no more dominion that he can't um he thought that he was going to take me out with this and um the abundant life has given me the grace to just walk it out with the Lord and getting in that Um, that secret place with him every night or every time a wave of grief comes or the um, just the visuals that trauma brings to your mind things like that when yeah all the lies yeah he comes in and starts telling you yes yes it's just um, it's really heavy but he's right there through it all giving us that it's like a supernatural power to keep going yeah and um just like the scripture not by might um or power but by his spirit and yeah. it has comforted me and um he has carried me and um without him i don't know where i would be and so in all of that um and losing a daughter and having just been through some of the stuff that you know we go through in addictions yeah I just really now know that there's no other way out there's no other answer there's nothing that can comfort you or give you peace like Jesus yeah ultimately that's the only answer yeah that's good Thank you, Erica, for sharing that. Um, I can't imagine what that's like. But but even if I were to encounter something like that, I know that God would be enough. Absolutely. I know that he would. He He has to be. Yes. He's my everything. And I'm going to continue standing on his promises. Yes. 
So Erica, in closing, um, what would you, what advice, practical advice, would you give um, women who are in addiction, who are struggling, or who may, or who may be um, in recovery from addiction, who they're dealing with loss or they're dealing with difficulties? Um, what would you, what would you say to help them? Um, like I mentioned earlier, there's like a special place that you can go to to meet with Jesus. And no matter how big the problem is or how little it is, rather it's, you know, a broken heart or a broken foot, like he's there and he meets you there. He's faithful. Um, in addiction, we meet so many different, um, people in the streets and in and out of jails and other things like that. And it's like, we can't ever trust anyone. Um, we get that mentality. Well, in living a life with Jesus, um, you can fully put all your trust in him and give him everything yeah. And you just know. You know that he's listening. Yeah. And that he hears you. Yes. Yeah. And I would also add, you know, um, finding finding a local church. Absolutely. Finding a small group that you can yes. get connected to. It's so important. Yeah. Open open your Bible. Just start reading. God will yes. God will guide you. Yes. Um, and just start crying out and praying to God and asking Him to help you in that place. Yes. Um, because just like for me and for Erica. He met us. Yes. He pursued us. Yes. And he'll never stop pursuing you. Yes. So that's it, guys. So stay tuned for next time with her addiction. I am redeemed. I've been set free, and he who the sun sets free is free indeed. Now I have hope in the future. I am a child of God. I'm loved. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am more than a conqueror by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony.